Welcome, welcome back. This is Tommy. That is Gregory. This is a random MLB podcast. Gregory, how are we feeling? I'm feeling a little upset because on my other screen here, I'm watching the Yankees game and they can't seem to find a hit to save their lives with runners in scoring position. Uh, I'm quad boxing some beautiful pitching performances right now. We got Otani, who just had a perfect game broken up. Uh, Sandy Alcantara is in the eighth inning and he hasn't given up a run yet. Uh, I don't even know who's pitching for Baltimore today, but Baltimore, I, I think I was saying how the Orioles can't pitch and they can hit, and it seems the opposite. They cannot give up a run. It is the they're, they're shutting out. I mean, they're shutting out your A's tonight. So I don't know what that says, but it, it um, says the, the O's are the A's are just you know they're gonna have a bad game once in a while. You, you, are you talking about? Wait, let me just make this very clear. Seven and five. Are you talking Oakland about the A's? first place Oakland Athletics? <laughs> the, that is absurd. The seven you know and five, the twentieth best team in baseball, according to Greg. I want to talk about when we talk about the Oakland A's. I, I, that's great for them and everything, but I think it should be more embarrassing for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Who are of also Anaheim because the first place Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They are seven and five, <laughs> but you know what? There is no world where you have two of the top ten players in baseball, and you were. I mean, it's twelve games in, but you are fighting with the. Oakland A's were objectively trying to tank, and they were fighting at the top of this division with them. I don't know. The other day, this really isn't even that. Really has nothing to do with the Angels themselves. But the other day, I was watching the Angels game, or right now as well, and I'm watching currently. Brandon Marsh is up, and I'm sitting here like, how are they surrounding Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and Anthony Rendon with Brandon Marsh? David Fletcher, who I know Angels fans love, but still. Like, what are we doing here? Jared Walsh is good, but, like, how are the Angels this mediocre? Uh, You you can fix one thing at a time, right? They fixed, they tried to fix the pitching by bringing some guys in this year. Let that simmer. And then once the Los Angeles summer comes through, there's going to be really nice weather, and then the hitters, the bats start picking up. You know, and then you watch, man. The Angels are going to go on a tear I, in July. I hope Reed Detmers, like, goes <laughs> off. I do believe in him, but at the same time, I'm like, why are the Angels just not... I guess I just don't get why the Angels aren't better. I think that's my issue. I don't understand why they're not better. I've gone over this a million times, but it, it, it just... Max Stassi is up right now. Why is that the Angels starting catcher right now? <laughs> because Jose why Molina retired, man, years ago. No, it's, it. yeah, they couldn't get the Molina. They couldn't get Benji back either. They I just get, don't they get, get it. any Molina child. Like, there's gotta be, uh, if there's any, in, it, oh, go ahead, my bad. Say, there's gotta be Molina children coming up to the minors right now, right? I assume so. Yachty's old, and then like Benji and Jose are older. I assume there has to be. I think uh, Jose Molina follows us on Instagram. I have to go check to see if he has any kids. <laughs> well, I'll say no, this but, about your take on the Angels very quickly. I think that that's an overreaction, and I think that that plays in very well with what we wanted to talk about today. It's an, uh, an overreaction. What day of the week is it? Is it Wednesday? Overreaction Wednesday, 420. We're the only people in any podcast doing overreaction Wednesdays. <laughs> Usually people do overreaction. We wait till the middle of the week to overreact. We wait till we let the it middle settle. of week two to overreact about week one. <laughs> and then we get a good overreact. That's, that's the key to overreacting. You get a good overreaction in 10 days later. <laughs> um, all right, so let's overreact. Let's start. We'll go division by division, and we'll overreact through that. Uh, let's start with the American League. So how about this? This is how we'll do it. We'll look at each division. I'll give you an overreaction, and then you give me an overreaction, and then we'll just discuss them. All right. Okay? Overreaction Monday, uh, Wednesday, American League East. The Yankees are missing the playoffs. Uh, my overreaction is that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to finish in last place in the division. What the, okay, what? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to go with that. I, Do you I, watch I them this like week? The it's horrible. Yeah, and they're not great. I, I mean, they're not playing great, but they're still like one of the better teams in baseball. I mean, are we overreacting should, or not, they, man? <laughs> You're confused. You are overreacting. You're like, what's time to overreact? Yeah, but and then I overreact. I think that's a good. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I think that's a good way to do it. You, I'll over. You can you can break apart my overreaction. And I'll break apart Fine, your overreaction. Yeah, yeah. Tell me why you think the Rays. Are- Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> well, I think it'll tie into both arguments. The Tampa Bay Rays swept the Baltimore Orioles, who dominated the Yankees last weekend. <laughs> I don't know if I would call uh, it dominating. I feel like the Yankees dominated themselves because they go up there looking for walks and not hits and they don't swing the bat at anything 
And it would make me it look was good like on the, the mound against them, honestly. It was like that episode of SpongeBob where where Patrick enters the rock into the relay race and they're like nothing's happening for like half hour and then all of a sudden the rock ends up at the finish line. That was the Orioles Yankees series this weekend. Two of their three wins as a team have come against the New York Yankees. They're three and eight. Okay, but the, to that point, the O's are pitching. I guess we're we're moving off the overreaction and into the right back into the O's pod. The O's are pitching well, they're, and they can hit. I'm telling you, the O's are. I was thinking about this last night. The O's are, uh, what the O's are going to do to the ALEs this year, they're like when you go out with a group of friends and one guy doesn't know how to handle his liquor. It's not going to ruin it for everybody, but one guy's going home with them. One guy needs to make sure he goes home safe, and that's going to be like the Yankees or the Rays, and they're going to miss the playoffs because of that. It's going to be because they lose. Every year, the O's decide, like losing games to bad teams end up deciding the division. The Yankees ended up in the wild card because of losing easy wins to the O's last season. And I think that's what the role the O's will play again this season. Yeah, like the, it is, it's very, very clear that the Orioles cannot hit right now because the only person that they have on their team that knows how to swing the bat is Cedric Mullins, at least at the moment. <laughs> Austin Hayes is picking up. Yeah. Now we're role reversing. They've scored uh, last year, I would defend they've, him. They've scored 23 runs to this point of the year. And that's good for second worst in the majors. Their pitching's pretty good, though. Like it's up there They're with some of well. the better teams. Is the amount of runs they've given up and like just keeping. They've kept many of their losses kind of close for many of the most of the game. So, you know, they're obviously hitting like a last place team, but right now they're not pitching like a last place team. However. That it's still less <laughs> them having good pitching might also be an overreaction because honestly, and I hold this very true, I'm with the people that are saying spring training being shorter is affecting all of this because I really believe yeah. that all the hitters are behind and you can even make like the Baltimore Orioles pitchers look good in the first couple of weeks of the season. In the well, cold, I think they said like, I, I the homer know. numbers are down so far. Everything's down right now. And pitchers, I haven't seen a pitcher. I mean, I guess Sandy Alcantara, uh, Alcantara went eight innings tonight, but I haven't seen another. I haven't seen many pitchers go more than six, five or it's six. Been, is like the every limit. pitcher's going like, four. Uh, it's really confusing. Some guys are getting like the shortest leashes I've ever seen, and some guys are actually going six innings. But um. You know what? We can't only talk about the O's. This is an O's pod, but we got to move off of the last place team in the ALEs. Tell me why you think the Rays are not for, are, 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 would you say they're going to finish last in the division? Yeah. The overreaction is that the Rays will finish last because you know what? I, I, I kind of, I kind of have a sense they think they're better. They're, they think <laughs> they're way, way far and away better than the other teams in the is- <laughs> They're certainly a very good team. But I don't think that with the way they played this week, and I know it's early, but they did not look good at all against the Oakland Athletics. And, like, you know, they have injuries, and those are going to take time to resolve. And one of their biggest pieces is not touching the field this year. Glass now, right? So they might think that they're way far away ahead and they can just coast right to another division title. I don't know. They might just start slipping. If things get really bad, they can go on a bad streak pretty early in the season, and that might be hard to climb out of. And things, I, I don't know, know about and playing at Shopacana Field is not the biggest motivator to that, turn your season Willie around. Willie Adamas did say it. <laughs> Willie Adamas literally was like, I do not like hitting in Tropicana Field. And people were like, You're just making excuses. And then they moved him, <laughs> then he got traded to the Brewers. And everyone was like, Oh, wait, he was telling the truth. <laughs> but um, no, I. I, I I don't know about the first point with the which I'll call the Greg for Poughkeepsie. Hi, Mike. First time caller, long time listener. They don't want it hard enough. <laughs> um, but I, I do agree. the The Rays are the, the rotation is beat up right now. They got Louis Patino's hurt. I think Shane McClan. They only right now are down to what Shane, um, Shane McClanahan, Corey Kluber, and Drew Rasmussen. Yeah, it's not um, inspired. What's his name? Is uh, <laughs> There's that other guy um, who throws like 86 for them. He's hurt too. Uh, he, he doesn't throw 86, but he is not fast. And I can't think Shane of Shane Baz right. too, right? Like he's yeah. Shane Baz is already hurt. Glass now is already hurt. Um, no, they're, they're Ryan Yarbrough. No, they are. They're struggling. Their pitching is very injured right now. Nick Anderson still hasn't come back yet. I mean, that's more of a bullpen thing. Brendan McKay. I don't know what his deal is. Anyway, um, 
I think that's really more of why the Rays are struggling at the gates because they still got guys like Arena started a little slow. Manny Margot is hitting pretty well. Wander, though, has been as good as advertised this year. He's already at 404, 12 games in. I think he already has like a homer. Does he have two? No, he only got one. Um, He's hitting. Wander's been great. And that's why, that's why I don't think the I think the Rays will be fine because I, I, I got to believe all these – the way they play, they always end up figuring it out, and they're a good team. And if Wander Franco is coming out this hot, like he's a superstar good, then once their pitching gets healthy, the Rays will be right back in it. It's just really, I guess the question is, will they get beat? Uh, to your point, will um, the AL East is going to be similar to the NL East, where they're going to beat up on each other because it's three, four really good teams. So, to your point, if the Rays do dig a deep hole here, I mean, they're at, what, 6-6 six and six now? If they do dig a deep hole... It could be hard to climb out of it, but I think with the expanded playoffs, they'll, they'll probably be fine. It remains to be seen, but after week one, I mean, I'm looking up at the scoreboard every night, and then I start tuning into the games. They just, like, why are you taking the A's to extra innings? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like, and they won, I think they won that one that I'm thinking of, but, like, it just looked like it was pulling teeth to do anything. Like, pitching or hitting. building off of... Well, to build off of that, I think, you know, if I sound jumbled when I'm talking about the Rays, it's because I don't know the last time I can watch nine straight innings of Rays baseball. They are not fun to watch. I don't, Rays fans, please let me know how you do this. It's just not a fun team to watch. They're, the they're boring, not exciting. They're the most boring 100-win team last year. Like, Oh, my God. They're not exciting. They, they play. Tropicana is aesthetically just so exhausting to look at you for went nine through, innings. Yeah, I think you went through this on one of our previous podcasts. That you, I probably you went on like did. A it's like watching Tropicana Field con, confines and dimensions. It, it's like watching the longest yard, except it's a baseball field. <laughs> like this is what I don't even understand. I get what I get the whole deal with the stadium down there, but it, I, I, I don't like. I just don't. I can't get myself to watch very long periods. I'll watch the Rays. I'll turn them on at least once a night. But they, I can't sit there and be like, all right, Rays Jays, let's watch it. At Tro- <laughs> well, no, Tro- the Jays are a bad example, but like. Who who are they even playing tonight? I don't even know. But since the it's Cubbies. like a raise rate, yeah, okay, exactly. That's a <laughs> That's series I will not be able to really tune have, into. Think you'd have to utter raise and Cubs. That's a series. Prime time Wednesday night baseball. I will struggle to watch Patrick Wisdom take off take on Drew Marismusen, <laughs> uh this evening. I will struggle to take watch that. Now tell um, me why the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs. We've all heard it before. I, Yankees, I can't believe this is an overreaction. Like I'm kind of with you. Is this this feels like a very moderate reaction? It's pretty mild. About, it's I saw pretty reasonable moderate take. <laughs> I saw dear old Gregory in person yesterday, and we we shared some barbecue, and I said the same thing to him of. The Yankees have the same issues that they had last year, but they just shuffled the deck. It's just new, new, new pieces in there, but it's the same issues. And I really do wonder, like, the Yankees wouldn't have made the playoffs had not the, had they not got on that run in what was it, July or August yeah. last year. They went on that run, and this is the only reason they made the playoffs. So we're banking on that to happen again, because otherwise they were a bad, they were a mediocre team. I won't call them a bad team, a mediocre team in a really good division with expanded playoffs. Maybe they that's. They'll be fine, but I just, I think this is the point I made over the off season. This is the point I made on TikTok. I've made this a million times. I just don't, I think the Yankees saw, don't view this as a championship window because they're not operating like a team that does, and they don't have a championship team on the field right now. That's not a championship team out there. That's it's just unequivocally a fine team, an 84 win team, which will probably make the playoffs, but it's not going to win the World Series. Um... The only thing I can say is obviously I'm pessimistic about the Yankees as they come because of the way the offseason went and and all the things that went on there. But I guess there's a couple of things that they must be thinking. They must be thinking that the players that they add, you said it was like a shuffling around more like more than an addition to the team. They must be thinking that the defense that those guys bring is going to save them runs over the long roll long haul they must think that uh some of the guys that didn't have a great year last year like dj Lemayhu, uh, or the pitchers that just weren't available to have a good year last year like severino are going to come back strong and have a full year this year to help bolster the holes they had last year and they must think that since this team without these like changes and additions 
managed to win 92 games last year. They might think they're playing money ball. And just if we get certain guys with a couple of different stats here and there, they'll give us boosts in certain areas where we struggled. We might, we might just get very far in the playoffs this year. That might be what they're thinking. Now, I don't buy it. I don't think that's going to give yeah. you enough of a push to do what you're supposed to do and try to go win the World Series. Like you said, I don't think this team's a World Series contender at the moment. It's not very inspiring watching Stanton chase sliders all night. And same with Judge, honestly. Like, at least he gets a hit once in a while. But, like, the top of the Yankees lineup is abysmal right now. Yeah. And like it's just, I, I, I was at, it's tough to watch. It's just, I, 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 I think I get what their mindset is now, seeing how these players are fitting together. But I don't think it's the right mindset to take. And yeah. if they're not careful, there's two. There are a lot of good teams in the least. They could probably end up towards the bottom, just like the Rays. I, I, <laughs> I think, I think they're. I think if I, I, I think I've already said this, but if I had to map it out, I think they're fourth in this division come season's end. Um, because the the Red Sox the Sox are still good, the Blue Jays are for real, and if the Blue Jays can pitch, now that's a team Canada. You know we love you, we're and you and you love us back, but uh, the Blue Jays, I, you I see them making a move like Jordan Groshans for like Luis Castillo or or Frankie Monta, something like that, and getting another arm because if the if the Blue Jays can figure out the rotation. That team is deadly. They can hit. They can hit, hit. It is It is absurd. But let's move off the AL East because we talk about them too much. Let's move on to the AL Central. Uh, Gregory, you hit me with your first overreaction. Um, my first overreaction um, is that Jose Ramirez is going to hit over 400 this year. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to need to level off these overreactions. This is not... This is not did you watch the first... Not okay, did you watch the first week and a half of this season? He is Yes, great. but you're going to tell me he's the first player in like 40 years to hit 400 off of 12 games? He is raking. And he can looks you, Can absolute, you bring that... <laughs> he looks, can you bring that overreaction to the mean a little bit? He absolutely <laughs> looks legit. And you know what? I'm not bringing it to any... I'm not bringing it to any median... For you, it is. He looks like he's gonna go out there and be the next Ted Williams. He is absolutely destroying the ball right now, and I want to hear your overreaction. I don't know what you're gonna say, but like, I, hey. I don't think I'm gonna. If this game is who has a bigger overreaction, I'm not gonna top that. Jose Ramirez <laughs> will hit 400. <laughs> I should have a. I should have a button that I hit. We hit in the editing process for when you name Greg's. Uh, adoration for Jose Ramirez is directly relating to the fact that he's on his fancy team. So we just be like, fancy team. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> let, me, let me give you um, some numbers. I'll, you, I'll give you the numbers after you give me your overreaction, and then we can debate. Uh, I, I don't even know if this is an overreaction, but the Minnesota Twins will be just fine. I think that is my overreaction, that they don't look... If that, if that is an overreaction, the Minnesota Twins will figure this out, and I still think they will be in the top two of this division come season's end. Okay. This, I don't know if that's an overreaction at all. I don't know if it's an... I think it's a... It's something that you say to counteract an overreaction, if that makes sense. All right, so do we, if, if we want a more exciting react, the, there's nothing to be excited. The Cleveland Guardians, I do not think they're for real, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, the Guardians will continue to be a first-place team. I think the White Sox are, I mean, they're going to be fine. They're 6-5. and five. They'll be fine. I, I feel like the division right now, the, the for, it's anywhere from 6-5 and five to 4-7. and seven. They're so bunched up, other than Jose Ramirez hitting 400. You know what? I'll here give it. I'll give you a by, uh, overreaction. It's one that I probably will throw out there a bunch of times. Byron Buxton will not hit the ten day. He hasn't hit the IL yet. <laughs> He'll be fine, and he will not miss an extended period of time this season. We'll, we'll do a double. The Twins will be fine, and Byron Buxton will stay healthy. Well, he's already not stayed healthy this year. So he was. I don't, I'm saying like I don't know legitimate, like miss a month. He's not going to miss a month. Okay. He's missing the past couple days, but that's fine. He'll still play one. All right, I'll put it at like he's going to play 148 games. That's a very specific number that you, you can mark it down. He'll play at least 148 148. Games. Well, at the rate he's that's, going right now, he's not going to hit that, right? Because he's already missed a few. <laughs> 
But I, I know. I'm just saying. That's what he, he convinced another. Whatever. We're not. What else? Mad. What else do you have to see from Jose Ramirez to not know that he is literally going to hit 400 this year? Here are the facts. As of today, he's already hitting over 400. So that's one thing working for him. It's 12 games. How many at bats does he have? He has 42 at bats and he has 18 hits. He has hit safely in every single game this year. That's the next thing I wanted to say. His OPS is 1.360. He is slugging 881 line, hitting 429. Look at today's date for me. What does it say? Uh, is it April 20th? April 20th. Yeah, it's April he 20th. has four home runs and 20 RBIs on this young season. It is April 20th. That's a sign that he's going to go do amazing things this year. And listen, it is April 20th. It's like a week and a half in the season, and he has 20 RBIs already. 20. It's not even May yet. He has 20 RBIs. He has five doubles. I, I'm not Some saying he's a bad hits. player. I think he's like I think he's great. But the idea, I think he's great, and I think he's a legitimate AL MVP candidate. But I don't think he's hitting 400. He's gonna hit 400, like, dude. He is no gonna one's ride hit that since this wave. I just, I'm telling you, I don't even know. Looks, what to, I don't know how to counteract that. Watching every single one of you can't. That's why you can't counteract that. Watching no, I can't. Every single one of his at bats, he's literally hitting the ball like to the fence. And it's like tomorrow. It's to I'm gonna. He has, he has five doubles already this year in eleven games. Some people in the MLB have like five hits total. All right, but he he has four homers, twenty RBIs, and I just told you the rest of his numbers. No, but like, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying he's a good player. But to say he's going to, we're, I gotta move off of this. We're gonna keep going back with <laughs> about four hundred. You're backing off because you're like, wow, I could see him hitting four hundred for the whole. I'm gonna no. It's tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet at Elon Musk and say, "Hey, take me to Mars," and he's gonna say yes, <laughs> and and that's just gonna happen. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that will not happen tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think you. I, I don't like the doubt I hear in your voice. All right, moving on. AL West uh, overreaction. The Texas Rangers will finish in last. How is that an overreaction? That's gonna happen. They're like, they, no, uh, you don't think the A's are going to finish? Well, you don't. I, no. I think most people would finish the A's are going to finish below, or would, would think the A's would finish below them. The Rangers were had a huge offseason. I think that is a pretty big overreaction. They had a huge offseason, and we talked about pitch. this a couple days ago. That they have absolutely uh, did you think they were going to be 2-8 and eight bad? No, but they have no one to pitch, so what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. They get up 65 that, runs but, already. Like, I, I think that is an overreaction. I think that... Is an overreaction. Two and eight. I didn't expect. I thought them to be where maybe where the maybe four and six. That would be relative five and whatever. How many games? Five and six. Like type of thing. I I didn't even. The fact that they're two and eight is ridiculous. It is. I I, I they can't pitch. I didn't think they could pitch, but they really can't pitch. Uh, who did you, who did you think was gonna toe the slab for them this year? John Gray in the well, game. Well, John Gray got hurt. Like, it, he got well. hurt. <laughs> Who did you yeah, think was going to stand I, on the mound and deliver them wins? They get up 65 runs this year in like a I, week I and a half. We, like that's that's a sign of things to come. They're not going to regress to a mean and start all of a sudden like pitching gems out there. Who? I don't even I can't name us. I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot name a single pitcher on the Texas Rangers. Can't do it. I don't know who's on the team. I have no idea. Well, uh, on behalf of Dane Dunning, yeah, I just well, like to say I'm frankly go. appalled. No, I know they don't have anybody who could pitch. That's their issue, and they don't even have a closer. Like they really have no one. However, I still thought like I think the, I thought the team could score four runs, three four runs a game, and get more get some wins out of it. I thought the pitching could keep it to three runs a game or something like that, and the Rangers would still win some games. I think they'll be but, able to in a couple of years when they build around people like Seager and Simeon, but they they have nothing right now. Who you would hope next year they're gonna go get some pitching because they they need to go get it. They they really. Like, they have nothing. I, I don't really know what their prospects look like, but they need pitching. But if you're going out and they traded for Mitch Garber, they signed Marcus Semien, they signed Corey Seager, you're, you're expecting Adolis to make a leap. He, he really hasn't so far. They spent all of this money. They went and got John Gray. You would think they're going to be at least... They, I didn't think they were going to be 2-8 and eight through their first 10 games. That's absurd. Well, it's absurd, but a lot of people could see it coming, including me. Because if you can't, if you have one thing but not the other, like the Orioles, we just we, we weren't sure which one was the one they didn't have <laughs> between hitting and pitching. If you have one and not the other, you're not going to compete. 
They don't have pitching. They're not going to compete. I guess that's my point. Like, they, they are one win behind. They're half a game behind the Orioles right now. The if, if we're going just full standings. Did you think they were going to be that bad? I don't know if I thought they were going to be that bad, but I thought they were. I, did, I wrote them off before the year even started. I thought they were going to be in last place. In that I thought they'd be a third place team. I thought it could be like third, fourth place. I thought they'd be well ahead of the, the A's. All right, here's your overreaction. I feel like I know what's coming. No, my Come overreaction ahead. is the Angels are going to win 100 games because I think this is their year. I think they plug their holes, and I think their secret, their, their secret piece that's going to help them get over the hump is Syndergaard. He's looked good so far. And they need pitching depth behind Otani. He's got to stay healthy. That's not the problem. Well, isn't when he's when he pitches, he's effective. The problem is he's not. He can't stay healthy. So far, so I agree. Good. Thor is great. He's great if he can stay healthy. And I think the Angels have obviously again Rendon's healthy now. Trout is healthy now. Like let's obviously it's an if. Let's make sure they all stay healthy for the whole year, right? We don't like people that get hurt all the time around here. But the Angels have played well so far. They're going at it in the division. They're scoring a lot of runs, but the big thing is they're playing a lot of close games so far, and they're winning them all. So I think the Angels are going to go hot over the summer. Like I said, things will settle in. And they have people like Jared Walsh and Joe Adele for depth. Like They're, they're, they're a good team with a solid core with Trout. No time, like you said, two of the best players in baseball. And then Rendon is one of the top, I don't know, 25, 30 players in baseball. At the very least, right? Um, and I think that the pitching behind Otani is going to be the key because it can't just be him. Just like on any team, it can't just be them. I think the Angels are going to start racking up wins really quick. And then we're going to say, damn, the Angels are like 40 and 20. <laughs> and it's well, I think I think one person that I do want to highlight on the Angels that's been good has been Patrick Sandoval. He mm-hmm. was he's been great through two starts, and Michael Lorenzen had a great first start and a rough second start. But even in that second start, if you watch those first three innings, he was dirty, and then the fourth it kind of blew up for him. And that could be he he was apparently stretched out. But to your point, short spring training, first year time starting for him in a long time, that could be a product of that. I'm still low on the. I still think the Angels are gonna be like an 88 win team. I still don't think they're great. Um, uh, their bullpen's been fine. Aaron Loop's been good. Um, Iglesias has been cons- uh, consistent like he always is. But Archie Bradley, Ryan Tapera, those guys have been less than what they needed. But I, I give the Angels credit for trying. But no, I still think they're a mediocre team. I think 88. W- I mean, if 88 is mediocre, that's. I guess technically that's a playoff team. So maybe we do see Mike Trout in the playoffs again. But I don't know. I'm I'm a little low on them just because I just feel like given the amount of money they spend on three guys, it just feels like they should be a better team. However, if Joe Adele does make a guy that we had to delay this podcast five minutes today because I just completed a trade in our dynasty league for Joe Adele. So if Joe Adele does take that leap, um, that is a huge, that is, they just need one piece like that to take off and that's huge for them. But at this point, I I still think it's the Mariners division. I, I think I'm still going with the Mariners. Mariners team. sliding into the conversation. I don't know. They're to I, me they've I been uninspired the so far this year. I haven't heard much from them. I mean, it's early and they're playing well enough. They're they're what they have essentially the same record as the Angels right now. I think they're doing they're coming around. Jesse Winker has hit enough balls to the track where he, he's due. He's going to get hot. That's a, a really good player right there. Uh, I'm not worried about the Mariners at all. They're, they'll be fine. Interesting, All right, um, interesting. We'll slide to the NL East. NL East? Uh, I have my hot take. The Mets are going to win the World hot. Series. So, what, say that again? The Mets are going to win the World Series. That's my overreaction. Okay. I, overreaction. Should I do an overreaction that isn't Mets related? Because I always, we're always talking about the Mets. If you want to, that's fine. Because I know what mine's um, going to be, and I'm sure you know what mine's going to be. <laughs> I feel like I do, but... I don't over okay. Uh, outside of that, the Braves missed the playoffs. Okay, that's it. See, that's the, the Braves what we could talk about. I think I like that. Idea. Yeah, the Braves. The Braves aren't. Uh, they are playing. I think their Matt Olson's been great, but I don't think their pitching has been as good as it as it was last year. I think the Braves had a lot of things go right at the end of last year, as we saw with the trades that they made. They had a lot of things go right, and that's what put them into the playoffs, and then ultimately won them the World Series. But this division is strong. It is tough, and they will be beating each other up. And the Phillies are a better team than what their record shows right now. Now in the in the uh, the Phillies can start pitching. The Phillies are really really good. The Mets, uh, you know, everybody knows how I feel about the Mets. 
the Marlins, they might not be a great team, but what I was saying about the O's, it's the a better version of the O's where the Marlins can pitch. Like, the Marlins can actually pitch, and their bats are fine, but they can shut teams down, even good teams. I mean, they're shutting down the cards right now. They, I mean, they gave up two. They actually just fell behind. But still, the, the, the Marlins, Jesus Sanchez is coming around. Jazz is great. Like, the Marlins are a good team that could shut teams down. And if your lineup is like the A, if the Braves can't pitch and they can't compete, Bra- um, I lost my point there. Whoa. But if the Braves aren't, yeah, if the Braves aren't um, competitive early, that is like similar to what you were saying with the Yankees that or the Rays you said it about. That's t- If you fall behind in this division early, I think it could really hurt you down the stretch. I agree. The Braves with- haven't looked good. Sorry, God. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Braves just haven't looked good. Eddie Rosario, that's a guy that they need to work. He's hitting 80 86 Marcelo Zuna has looked kind of like himself, but then it's like you're relying on Eddie Rosa- Rosario, Adam Duvall. Dansby always seems to start off terribly, but what's Dansby, a 240 hitter? I, Ozzie Albies, for as good as he is, is he carrying the team? I, I just, you need Acuna to come. I think we'll really know once Acuna comes back what the Braves are capable of. But as it stands today, I mean, I'm not really inspired by... I, behind Kyle Wright and Max Freed, I'm not inspired by how their pitching's been. Ian Anderson needs to get better. Kenley Jansen's been decent. They're just fine, and I think they just... But in a stacked NL East, they could fall behind quickly. They're just fine, I think. You're right. I agree with most of what you said. I agree with your, your take on the Miami Marlins. They're a spoiler for sure. This could be their season where they go like 70 wins, 75-ish. Nobody talks about them, but they're getting better as a group. And then next year they yeah. start coming into the conversation a little bit. Atlanta's pitching is older. I feel like that's a factor. And I also feel like so that, so durability is going to be a problem going later in the year. And their team's kind of just like trying to ride the wave of last year and be like, well, we just won the World Series. What changes do we really need to make? Like little hangover. A little bit. So it's like, I mean, again, it's early, but this could be – these division games are going to matter at the end when it's like these teams are beating up on each other and a couple games will separate everybody. I agree with everything you said except for my overreaction, and I'm sure you've guessed it by now. The Phillies are finishing at dead last. It's not even It's not even a question. I don't even think it is an overreaction. I'm, the Phillies are garbage, man. Every year I give this the sliver, Phillies are garbage. There is a glimmer of hope every single year for these Phillies, and it's like coming crashing down every single Every single time we talk about them. If you take away that game where they had 10 runs against the Marlins, they've scored 47 runs this year, and they get up 64 if you take away those three, right? Their pitching, as usual, is garbage. Their starting pitching is garbage. And you know what? Even if those guys get any better and turn in some better starts as the year goes on, Nola, Eflin, and and people like Suarez even, they're no really? better than like a 3-4 like high four ERA people like this lineup. I, have, uh, uh, Aaron, this, that's unfair to Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is a, is a, is a three ERA guy. He's a no, top he's the rotation guy. He's not anymore. He is too. He has not proved uh, that, that over not. the past year and a half at all. Like, uh, yeah. Aaron Nola is very, very good. Look at Aaron Nola's 2018. His 29 is 2020. I mean, that's a long time ago now. His 2021, he had a 3.37 ERA. He's a good pitcher. I, I, Aaron Nola deserves better than that. Zach Eflin, Ranger Suarez, I'm with you. They're fine. But Aaron Nola is a 3 ERA guy. And anything Wheeler does is not going to be better than last year. So he's tech, he's technically going to take a step back, too. So if you put all that I do together, think we saw the apex mountain of, of Wheeler. I do right. agree there. So then there's all of that. Nola did not have a good year last year, and you're only as good as your last year in this league. Right? So he was fine. He had like a four and a half ERA. He strikes people out, but then they lose six to two. Like, like, damn, it was that bad. Like Aaron, like they're starting pitching. Oh, I know he was that bad. He was on my fantasy team last year. But like the, the Phillies and and the top it all off, the cherry on top. Like before the year started, a couple of weeks ago, we did our power rankings. I really did give the Phillies a chance. To say, I like the bats they brought in. Their offense is going to be great. I know their defense is going to be terrible, which it has been already. And that's also going to be a factor. That's why they keep giving up so many runs. But, oh, my gosh, Joe Girardi is like, if they have another bad week, he might get fired. Like, he is 
a huge reason why they're bad. He cannot manage a bullpen. He puts like the stupidest lineups out there every day. He's putting like John Camargo out there. He's putting hey, uh, not Hazley, who's the center fielder, Veerling out there all the time. Like he doesn't know what he wants to do with Bohm and Bryson Stott, and he's just like mixing people around like it's spring training. Like, meanwhile, you're, you know, you're just falling four and a half games out of first place already. It's not no big deal. Like, it's, I, you're worse than the Braves, the Marlins, and the Nationals. Are you kidding me right now? With a lineup that has people like Harper, Real Muto, Hoskins, Gene Segura, Castellanos, um, Schwarber. Like, come on. They're scoring like no, I, I, they score. They, again, if they take away that 10 run one a game. It, since April, like, the 8th, they've scored, like, 47 runs. That's not great. That's middle of the pack at best. And, like, that's I, not I offsetting the... the terrible pitching that they've had. So, I think the Phillies are just going to drop like a rock, and then people are really going to start questioning what's going on over there. They're going to have to find a new manager. I think that they really hurt themselves by not getting Showalter. That was a really good move by the Mets. Like, they needed an actual well, manager mean... with actual experience and good ideas about how to manage your roster <laughs> effectively. And Girardi is not... I feel, like, I, I feel like Girardi is a actual... I, I, the, what the Mets got in Showalter. The Mets wanted to, like... The, the same thing could be said about the Girardi hire. However, I do think if they miss the playoffs, he'll probably lose his job. But, I, and I do agree that he shouldn't be starting guys like Didi and Johan Camargo. He should be starting guys like Bryce Stott and Alec Bohm. Like, just develop, like, it, it makes no sense. You're, you have young studs, or at least you could possibly have young studs in at least Bryce Stott. Alec Bohm, he hates this place, but like, who knows? Like, there could be something there. He's a post hype guy. Like, everybody loved him coming into last season. Now everybody's low on him. But, I mean, the Phillies aren't a bad team. They just, like, their pitching needs to come around. Zach Wheeler isn't going to be as good. I don't think Zach Wheeler will be as good as he was last year, but I think he'll be very good. And I think Aaron Nola, I think he had a rough last, last season, but I think. He's shown over the course of his career he's a very good pitcher. I don't know. I I, I have faith in the Phillies. I think they'll be fine. I I, I think this is a, I think they're still a I think I still think they're in like the top end this end the year in the top two of this division. I, I really do feel that way. They're, For their they sake, can, I hope they do. They're legitimate. Right now it doesn't look that great. And I, right. I think they're gonna um, be dead last if they keep going the way they're going. I I, I really do disagree. I just I'll stick with, I think we can both agree that the Nats being in second will not last. No, yeah, um, I think we can agree on that. I think we'll be fine there. I'm surprised they won six games this quickly. Um, yeah. NL Central. All right, moving on. NL, NL Central. What's your overreaction? Uh, I'll throw mine out there. Seiya Suzuki, NL MVP. That guy that's is a legit. Good, that's a, that's is, a bold take, but it's not a crazy take. It is an overreaction. I don't know if this will happen. It's an overreaction and a half. But Seiya Suzuki is for real. Everything he is doing, he he's not like flash in the pan. Everybody was worried. What he did in what he did is in Japan is immediately translating over to the major uh, to the major leagues. I, I'm stumbling on my this words. Is, this isn't Kosuke um, Fukudome. Like he's. No, he's this isn't Cats Matsui starting off with the Mets real hot and then fading into oblivion. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Sei Suzuki's legit. Everything he is doing is it, you watch him play. Anyone who's watched Sei Suzuki play for an extended period this year, just watches at bats because that's what I've been doing. I've been tuning in every time he's up and I see it coming up on my MLB TV. At least I'm switching him in because I want to see him hit. And that guy has like legitimate uh, plate pre- uh, plate presence. Jeez, I can't talk today. What is happening? <laughs> That guy can like work a count. He is a good hitter. He has an amazing eye. I and I mean, what? He already has five homers, four homers. He's good. I think Say Suzuki is going to be an All Star. I don't. I, I want to say an NL MVP. Who knows if it lasts that long? But I do think Say Suzuki is an All Star. All right. My reaction to watching uh, the abomination that is the Cincinnati Reds the first week and a half of the season. I think the Cincinnati Reds are going to lose 125 games. That's name one what, name what, one good thing about their team. What, how many wins is that? 40, 37? Yeah. Name one. <laughs> is that name, they, are gonna win, they are going to lose 125 games at least. Name one good I don't thing. Think name good. one good thing about the Cincinnati Reds. I'll wait. I, are you Hunter Green? Okay. That's I, I, know, it. I, mean, I, I don't think they're very good, 
But they're going to win 37 games? Yep. That's it? If they, that is if a they small score, amount of games. If they score runs like they're doing right now. Like, listen to this. Okay, look at their deferential to start with. They have 37 runs on offense, and they've given up 74. Isn't their pitching supposed to be slightly better than their offense? What's going on I, I there? Get, oh, like, well, Luis Castillo's hurt, and Tyler Molly's been, Molly's been terrible. Okay. Like, that's just the start of their problems. They have nothing in the lineup to talk about. The most exciting thing yeah. about the Cincinnati Reds is that Joey Votto is apparently a fiend on TikTok. That's what I've heard. Fiend is... Like, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't agree. I'd say his TikToks, I mean, they're well done. They're a tad corny and a little uncomfortable at times, but... I guess what else are you going to do Did you see the Cincinnati? one where he was dressed up? Like, the one where he was doing, like, the squatting and he was, like, wearing a... <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe what was happening, but I was so confused. He took it down. He, it was weird. Cincinnati Reds are not going to win a lot of baseball games, and by not a lot, I mean, like, literally 30. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't... Why... Uh, you said 30... You predicted 37. Listen, so be it. Because they're just garbage. And they're in a division that is going to be tough anyway. Like I said before the year, I think it's between St. Louis and Milwaukee. And the Cubs are going to be a team that, you know, are maybe seeking into the wild card conversation and playing hard because Suzuki's panning out so far. And also, over the offseason, they, they switched their philosophy, like we said, halfway through to like, oh, wait a minute, we could just make good free agent pickups for value here and there. And we could probably get to like 80 to 85 wins and maybe gain the conversation. And that's what they did. And they're playing okay so far. And as long as their starting pitching holds up, they have a decent top three at the top of the rotation. So it's not this is, the Reds have not going to find a lot of wins in there. But the you know aside from the disastrous series they're going to play against Pittsburgh, the, the, the probably the worst baseball series I could think of to watch this year. That's uh, going to happen like five times because <laughs> they're in the same division. The, t- um, the 2003 Detroit Tigers did not have one starting pitcher have an ERA lower than 4.67, and they still won 43 games. That's not you're that, that far gonna away. Win, that's not that far They're going to win six games less than that. Why not? That's not that far away. They've completely. They did not have one pitcher on their team. They had one actually. Jamie Walker, everybody's favorite bullpen arm. Jamie Walker had a three point three two ERA in two thousand three. You know what? I just need to stop. We're gonna take a, a really. I just read this the other day, and uh, I'm happy it's getting brought up again on the podcast. Do you know how many games Mike Maroth lost in two thousand three? <sighs> Let me guess. Uh, I'm gonna say sixteen. 21 games. Oh he was 9 and 21 oh in 2003. That's like Casey Fossum, That's- dude. Remember it? That was the funniest part because Casey Fossum went like 4 and 20 or something like that in the year the Diamondbacks won the World Series. So he didn't care. He got a ring. He was right on that roster to the end. The thing about Mike Maratha, I was doing, I was actually making a video for the the series I've been doing on TikTok, which is like a baseball rewind, where every week I do a week review of what was happened this week in 2004. And Mike Maratha, in his first two starts of 2004, he won them both. So he came back from that nine and 21. He didn't win a lot more after that. I think he went 10 and 12. But he went from nine and 21 to two and 0, and that's all that matters. No, that, no, that's what I mean. We're talking about that kind of team right now in Cincinnati. That's what I think, and I'm sticking to it. They're going to lose 125 games at least. Disgusting. That is, I think the, I think they'll lose 100 games, but 125 games is a historically bad uh, well, team. Well, I can't wait to be along for the historic ride because we're going to watch it. With you know two. what doesn't get talked enough? What doesn't get talked about enough? The 2003 Tigers won 43 games. The 2004 Tigers won 72 games. 05-71, and then 06, they're a 95-win team. That is a turnaround and a half. Three years, they went from 30, 40, what did I say, 43? Mm-hmm. They won 50 more games, 52 more games in three years. I mean, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. I don't think that's – I hope you're not trying to compare that to the Cincinnati team. That's not happening. Look forward to it, Reds fans. In 2025, you're going to win 95 games. <laughs> Once you go sign Pudge Rodriguez and trade for Maglio and develop Curtis Granderson, you were right there and get Carlos Guillen and Plaxido Polanco. That was a great team. And uh, Jeremy and Justin and a young Justin Verlander. Ooh. Oh my God! Do you know? All right, we're, we're we're not even talking about regular baseball right now. The 06, the 06 Tigers 
This is the Tigers that went to the ALCS where Maglio. Oh, they went to the, um, the World Series where Maglio hit the walk off. It's one of my. Fa- it's my favorite walk off of all time. Justin Verlander came up that year. Do you know who their original ace was that season? Before Justin Verlander came, Jeremy up. Bonderman. It was Jeremy yeah, Bonderman. I remember. He went 14 and 8 with a 4.08 ERA. And to- Todd Jones had 37 saves. And Joel Zumaya, guitar hero legend, was throwing flames <laughs> out the bullpen and had a 1.94 ERA. <laughs> Mike Moroth. Can we just talk about the 06 Tigers for the rest team. of this podcast? Mike Moroth killing their ratios. <laughs> Terrible. I don't think Mike Marath was around at this point because I'm pretty sure he was on the Cardinals because he was in and who also made the World Series. He faced off against the Tigers in the 06 World Series. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident in that because he, he hurt the Mets. He was like a long reliever out there. Um, trying to see if there's any other notable stats from the 06 tar- uh, Now that we've moved off here. the NL Central. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't love you, Tigers. Oh, I love talking oh, about the Tigers. Wait, one last thing. Talk about hot starts over reactions. That was the year Chris Shelton hit like six homers in 12 games oh, wow. to start the season. You know who else did All that right, once? We'll move off the you, you remember Shelly Duncan when he came up with the Yankees? He had like eight, He's a, he had like eight home runs in like a week, and then he never played baseball again. <laughs> He's a gar- he's a he's a coach for the Guardians now. He's, the he's man. still out there. He's the man. Yeah. Like, he he was cool for like a week and a half. He just hit a home run every time he swung the bat. Like it was crazy. And then not only did he like not play anymore, like he just like didn't he wasn't even on a team. Like <laughs> like I don't know what happened to the poor guy. He probably got hurt. Like but anyway, that just reminded me that I thought it was Yankees funny. fan loved him for a minute. We, I did. Oh, all right, overreaction. Connor Joe will be co-MVP with Seiya Suzuki oh in the NL. <laughs> Listen, I love Connor Joe, but holy, that's not, that's now that's a no, I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> I kid. But uh, Connor Joe is for real. That that is my overreaction. Connor Joe. Every year we have guys. Last year we had Cedric Mullins. We have guys that are like outside of that top 150 players you're thinking of. If everybody, because everybody has the rolling. <laughs> rolling list of 150 players in baseball <laughs> that they're looking out for. But no, it's like you you always think of those players and then somebody comes out of nowhere. And I think that's Connor Joe. He's hitting well. He's hitting 349 right now. He already has two homers. His home road splits are great. Um, he's hitting like he in that lineup around him is actually good, which is shocking. Ryan McMahon's good. CJ Crone is, is, is he going to be an all-star? I think he might. I, and Chris Bryant, I, I haven't looked at his numbers exactly, but from the Rockies games I've watched, I don't even think he's really turned it on yet. So, I mean, I guess that's the question here. Oh, actually, never mind. He's at 359. All right, so he was he he had looked good when I was watching him. I didn't. I thought that might have been a small sample size, but he is hitting 359. I guess that's the question. Well, he doesn't have a homer. That's where I'm where we're missing out on. Um, are the Rockies a decent team? That's where I was gonna go with my overreaction. They are. So we're just gonna talk about the Rockies here. They are. They are the a decent team. They're a very good team. I'm saying they're gonna win the NL West. They're gonna win it outright. Get, get out they're of here gonna, with that. <laughs> get out of here with this. They, this is now turned into a ludicrous podcast. They are going to what win the division outright. They look sneaky, and when you sleep on a team that is brewing to be good and then to great with young stars coming up and a surprisingly decent lineup, watch out. They're playing a lot of close yeah. games. The big sign for me, again, they're playing a lot of close games and they're winning them. And another big sign. They have sign two for me, guys in their rotation who have seven ERAs. It's okay. They play in Coors Field half of the year. <laughs> it's okay. They play in Coors Field half of the year. The you can't ignore that. They have a great lineup and they play and have one of the best home field hitting advantages in baseball, if not the best, right? Now, another thing, they cannot beat the Dodgers. They cannot play the Dodgers well, seemingly ever. But what did they do at the beginning of the year? They took two out of three from the Dodgers immediately. They're winning a series against the I, Dodgers already? Okay. Like, been, you're going to tell me they're going to beat the Dodgers? Yes. Listen, it's, a, Connor, it's another type. Me jokingly saying Connor Joe is the MVP was ludicrous. No. Beating the Dodgers and and the Giants, who are currently spanking the Mets. The Giants are a legitimately great team, a, a, better than I thought they'd be. You're telling me they're going to take both and the Padres when Tatis comes back. The Rockies and Kyle Freeland, as their number two starter, are going to take them all down. If they are in it at the deadline, they will get a pitcher and they will play. 
And Get they out. wait. That is they absurd. will push for the division. You know what? It's the same reasoning you have for like the NL East or the AL East. The teams are going to beat up on each other. There's four teams right now that have seven wins at least. We're not including the Diamondbacks. Sorry, guys. Love your uniforms, but we we just talked about that. But um, San Francisco is great. San Diego is great. The Dodgers are great. The Rockies, I think everyone's going to forget about. And then all of a sudden, we're going to be in July, and the Rockies are going to be like eight eight games up on everybody else. And everyone's going to be like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, we have to consider that the maybe the Rockies made some smart moves this offseason, and maybe people like Connor Joe are, are going to help push them forward and surprise literally everybody. The big thing for me is if they keep playing well in close games, they have a very good shot. Because they didn't do that last year for certain. But everyone also forgets they didn't do that bad last year. They were like a 75-win team. Like, in that they division, were, that's that. not terrible. I think they can make the leap if nobody pays attention to them. They have, they're have 8-4 and four right now. They took a series from L.A. already. Listen, I think they're going to be fine. I understand that they were not a terrible team last year. Beards, like, <laughs> I, 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 for the sake of an overreaction, I'll, resp- I, I get it, but at the same time, that is a, there is no world that ends with you can clip this. If the Rockies win the NL West, I'll eat my, I, I don't know, I, I'm willing to do a bet that I cannot even imagine. That is such an absurd idea you, that they're going to if, take down the, Colorado the best Rockies, team in baseball. I'll, I'll say this: when the Colorado Rockies win the NL West this year. What is this even happening right now? You have to put a big sign on the side of your car that says, I'm an idiot, and drive around your block ten times. How about that? I'm sure. (laughs) I already do that. I already do that on Tuesdays. That's fine. Um, Yeah, I I don't even know how to react to that. We've gone off the rails. I think those are our overreactions. I don't think I can overreact to anything more than that. So let's move on. So we took a few questions the past two weeks. We're going to run through a few of them really quick. Um, let's do sneaky studs in MVP baseball that we've used. I, I think that's sneaky a fun one. That's not really about MVP baseball. That's not how it was worded. It was like sneaky good play. I forget how it was written, but basically he was like sleeper guys that were like sneaky good for you in MVP baseball growing up. Yeah. Um, I think I have two. I have to. I'm trying to remember. There is one. I always got very far with Alex Cintron as my shortstop. I was just gonna say you hit like, you won the batting title with I, Alex Cintron. He hit like four we seventy. He hit like four seventy six for the entire year with like fifty five home runs one year. <laughs> he was didn't he Shea was Hillenbrand hit like a hundred? Didn't you have Shea Hillenbrand when we were in college? Didn't you have Shea Hillenbrand hit like a hundred? I was about to runs? get to him next. I had Shea Hillenbrand hit hundred and twenty home runs in one season. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I accidentally put it on like the second easiest mode to do that. But like I still had 125 home runs with Shea Hillenbrand in one year. I think the like, crazier part wasn't that you hit that, was that you sat there and played 162 game season. Oh, you played every I, I game. I played every game and I, I played like three or four games a night and I got the season done in about like a month or so. And I uh I won all 162 and I went undefeated in the playoffs. Shea Hillenbrand had like 20 home runs in the D, in the ALD, in the NLDS, and the Diamondbacks are back on top. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was Cintron. It was Shea Hillenbrand for me, um, and uh, I like that guy in the Marlins that I never heard of before or after playing that game. Tim Spooniebarger. He he was like good. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was a pitcher, and he was pretty he was good. A reliever, yeah, he was a good pitcher. He had a weird uh, like. Had, he was either a curveball or a slider that I used to get like everybody out when I played as the 2004 Florida Marlins. Like, and I, had, I don't know uh, why, but he was like the best pitcher I used in that game. I think Tim Spooniebarger had a run of like actual like he was good in real life. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't, I don't think he was just a well you know what now I just I'm calling him up a baseball reference I've seen 2001 2003 <laughs> no he was uh, one he thing only had three one more guy before you flash in the plan but he had a 2.81 ERA in 2002 for the Braves. There you go. That's that's pretty one good. One more player before oh. you get to yours. I think he was on the Rangers at one point. John Thompson. I don't know why. Yeah, he's a pitcher. He was on the Braves and the Rangers. He, he like had this like not sidearm, but he like he he turned his whole body and then threw it back at the uh, the play, uh, the hitter, 
And John Thompson had like a mean two-seam fastball for me when I used to put him on my roster. He was like third or fourth guy in my rotation every World Series I won in that game. Every single one. On my game a former view. Rocky great. John He's Thompson. Former Rocky hey, John, He'll be very excited to hear about your NLS pick. John Thompson was the reason I won a lot of those games. And he was on that 162-0 Diamondbacks World Series team. Uh, so, yeah, those are the, well, some of the big guys I used to use in that game. What what were some of yours? So, uh, I actually had to look one of the guys up on Baseball Reference before the podcast started because I he had a total – he's in MVP Baseball 2004. He had a total of 10 major – no, wait. He had, told, he had one major league start <laughs> and 10 major league appearances. I didn't realize this. Uh, his name is Eric Junch. He's from Manhasset, New York, okay. and he was with the Phillies. Uh, and he's on the Phillies at MVP Baseball 2004. The only I will remember him for the rest of my life because he's the only pitcher I've ever been able to in any video game. I had back to back no hitters with Eric Judge. Wow. <laughs> it was two straight starts. I had a no hitter with him, and I will never forget it for the day. Like I was like, I remember the second one happened. And I was young, and I was like, what is, who is this guy? And back then I looked him up, and I didn't know who he was. Uh, apparently he bounced around in baseball 2012. He, the Mets signed him in 2005, so clearly they were scouting out my... They were like, hey, uh, one of our own really performed well with him in MVP Baseball 04, <laughs> so let's get him in here. Uh, he never made another major league appearance after 2003, but Eric Judge was one guy that I remember being an absolute stud. Um, Mike Gonzalez, we're going closers for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. He was easy to trade for, and he was a stud. Uh, I think he made an all-star game in real life. Uh, I'm going to fact check that real quick. But Mike Gonzalez had a run there where he was actually very good. 2003, 2013. Yeah. Uh, No, he didn't make an all-star game. But he was very good. Mike Gonzalez was really, really good. And then hitting-wise, I won a batting title with Tyke Redman. Oh, I wow. remember that. I guess I was playing with the Pirates a lot. That was it was a thirty. It was like a thirty steal season for Tyke Redman, and he won the batting title. He won the MVP. It was nuts. And Pedro Feliz. I remember one year I hit like forty five homers with Pedro Feliz, and he also won the MVP. And that was just a wonderful trip. Guys, to, to fill out your lineup, Nick Punto. Remember him? Nick Punto was great. Michael Nick Punto, K- Michael Jamie Carroll, an early Michael Kadire. Nick Punto. A young Victor Martinez behind the plate. Yep. A young V-Mart behind the plate was an easy trade, and it was a very easy victory. The last there. thing I'll say, one one trade about the players I used to play with in that game, just a fun fact, I guess. Um, I liked that, for some reason, The if you tried to trade for A-Rod and you traded Alfonso Soriano and David DeLucci, which I think was the trade in real life, it usually went through, which is pretty cool. So you could always get A-Rod on the Yankees if you really wanted them. The, the, trade algor- the trading algorithm on MVP 04 was a bit broken. <laughs> but, but, hey, you know what? They did what they could. And MVP 05, obviously. I, I played MVP 04 a lot more than I played MVP 05, but they were both, I think, the two greatest baseball games I've Easily. ever played. I haven't played, a, one, I haven't played a single one that comes close. The show's fun for its own right, but it's not like those games. It's, those games no, were, it never will those be. Those games are like... The most responsive you could have a baseball game while it's still feeling like an arcade game almost in your hands. Like, it was great. So, that one came from, that question came from, I'd like to give the shout out, so just a thank you. At not as big rich, 45. He's not as big. There's another rich in his life who's much bigger. (laughs) Well, you know what? That rich is not getting featured on this podcast, so who's the real winner? Um... Let's see. Who go, we're going to do quick. We're not going to go into it. Who goes further in the playoffs, Mets or Yankees? This is from A Walker 74 He's a, lo- a loyal listener. He's been DMing from the beginning here. We'll have to say Mets right now because based off what I've seen, it's the, the Yankees can't hit. So Mets. Well, you know I won't disagree with that. Uh, of course you're not. <laughs> um, Michael Conforto, where is he signing? I honestly can't even answer that. It's going to be to like that. Whenever the qualifying offer deadline is, it'll, he'll be after that. And I guess... He played himself, which is sad. It's kind of a bummer. He 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 bet on himself. It didn't work out, and now he's not playing, and that, that's just a bummer. It's kind of he's fallen he's fallen victim to the qualifying qualifying. I, I feel like maybe a team will take a chance on him. Um, 
Yeah, somebody will. Man, I, honestly, I, for some reason, I feel like he's going to go to the White Sox. I don't know why. I just had a hunch. They were in on him more in the offseason. I could see it. They need a bat. They could need an outfielder That's like that. I, mean. I could I, even he see He could fit there, but like he's going to strike out a lot if he comes back. So I could even see a team like the Mets. If like really, if the Mets want another bat, I could see them doing it. If they trade Dom Smith for a reliever, I could see them then go signing Michael Conforto mm-hmm. and just filling that in. Um... Let's run through another one. Um, did I say who that was from? Oh, Alex Ortiz 5. At Alex Ortiz underscore 5. Thank you for that. At OB underscore 3. Why Mark Loretta was the best second baseman in MVP Baseball 05? Because he could hit. Because he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is, it is as simple as that. Uh, no, but Mike, Mark Loretta was a underrated. He's one of these guys that I think the whole Random MVP Stars account's about. People forget how good Mark Loretta was. But he was a... If modern day is hap- if we were if he's playing in the modern day, like you'd want Mark Loretta on your team as your second baseman. He's a piece. Like he was a piece back he's- then. And like he he's somebody he's somebody like you I don't know. I'm trying to think of people that I would compare him to today. Like I don't know, like Jake Cronenworth or something. Like right now you would very get, solid. If somebody said his name, you would think of him as a solid player, which he is. And, you know, a good hitter and like he could help your team out in 10 years. The majority of baseball fans are either going to completely forget who Jake Cronenworth was or be like, hey, look back and say, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like he was a good player. At the it's time, so funny. It's the same. It's the it's same so funny thing. You say as, that. It's the same thing as this. Like Mark Loretta was that when we were growing up. And now these are the two factions of people. You either have no idea who we're talking about or you're like, damn, I used to use Mark Loretta all the time in MVP baseball. I remember when he played for like the Red Sox and the Padres and whoever, like. It's just a we- that's, okay, it's, that's kind of what our account is about. <laughs> Bring attention to Yeah, no, it's now. so funny they said it because whenever I, I, that's a question I get in the DMs a lot of who is it like, is there a player you see now who you will be posting on this account in 2032? Mm-hmm. And every time, like, it's probably Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, he's very good, but will be forgotten. Tommy Edmund, for sure. Tommy Edmonds, very good. Anybody, Why is it second baseman? Pretty much anybody, anybody that uh, is being given away from the feature programs in MLB The Show right now as Diamond <laughs> players will probably be those forgotten players in like 10 years. Cronenworth, Marcus Stroman's going to block Mitch Haniger, Tommy Edmond. Mar- Marcus Stroman is going to block Marcus you for Stroman. that. He doesn't like, like it. It's only positive vibes. Um... Next, all right, last one. I don't know if I even have an answer for this right now, but at Noah Michael Schreiber. Um, I wonder if he's related to leave. Um, <laughs> is that how you say that guy's name? The guy the, the, with the, the hard knocks voice I think, and I think that so. show that every like 50-year-old woman loves, Ray Donovan? <laughs> I think. I, I'm just, regardless, best big leaguer nicknames. Big leaguer nicknames? Toe, Ronald Therese. <laughs> um, I didn't even have to think about that. Favorite, <laughs> my personal favorite's always been El Caballo, oh, Carlos yeah. Lee, because I loved watching. Uh, I think it was Pedro Gutierrez on ESPN News. He would go like El Caballo <laughs> for like twenty seconds every time he had a home run. It was so much fun. Cab- Carlos uh, Lee was. I just dude. someone recently. I just saw recently somebody else has the nickname El Caballo, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, How can we forget about? And we'll end the podcast after this because I can't imagine people want to listen to this that much. (laughs) But somebody has it right. They're calling somebody El Caballo right now, and I'm like, who? That's Carlos Lee. Um, this is great. You know what? This is for another time because I'm gonna have to really look for this. I, I just saw it the other day, and I was like, "Who? How is this even possible?" Anyway, uh, my name is Tommy. His name is Greg. This is a, this is the Random Movie Podcast. Stay tuned for next time when John Hamm will join us to talk all things Cardinals and everything happening in baseball this week, uh, or actually that week, not this week. But John's very excited. I talked to him earlier today. He's very excited to get on finally. Also. Uh, I think we can announce that Josh will. Uh, Josh is no longer with the podcast. I, I was going to say, uh, I think that uh, uh, we can finally make the announcement um, that Josh is gone but not forgotten. And who knows? Maybe he'll come God, back hey, in the future. Hopefully, he'll pop in, do some cameos for all you Josh heads. That our, our listener base just dropped 
99%. Everyone's turning uh, off the podcast uh, right now. Everybody's like, what? I thought we were going to have a special appearance. Uh, maybe that's what we'll do one day. We'll have the podcast going, and then we'll talk for like an hour, and at the end, Josh will be like, no, that's a great point you guys had here. Um, Wait, he just spoiled my idea. He comes, didn't... Well, you know what? Uh, I don't think anybody. There's Josh heads now. They're now they're hooked. Now we don't. Now they're like, when is he coming back? <laughs> but um, hopefully he'll be able to join in with us here and then. But from now, from, from going forward, it's just these two voices and John Ham when he comes in as well. Greg, you don't even react to that anymore. What are you gonna do when John Ham actually joins this podcast one day? I think I have a better chance of getting him to actually get on here myself than you'd actually bring him on here. Like one day you'll just be sitting there in Microsoft Teams, and then I'll invite John Ham to the Microsoft Teams entirely on my own accord. I don't think you'll ever see a man gush more like I more than I will. Like that is my celebrity crush of all people. It's John Ham. <laughs> like no matter like man, woman, any John Ham is the most handsome. I would be like gushing the entire. Po- I'd be like, oh my god. So tell me again about why you like the Cardinals and how you got so strong. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna end it anyway. right there. Voice because John Ham podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it already is. Anyway, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. This is a random MLB podcast. Greg, say bye. Bye. <laughs>